Hey tribe, welcome to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. Now, here at Word Up, we host a number of different podcast series, including Words Are Matter, Planetary Service Announcements, Witchy Life Hacks, The Conscious Awesome Show with my amazing co-host, Justin Polgar. It's where we play Spot the Propaganda together, and it's where we have high-vibe, deep-diving conversations with amazing humans. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for this week's episode. In today's episode of Words Are Matter, we explore gerunds, verbs, and the process of languaging life in motion. Now, before we get into it, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you could stay apprised of every Word Up podcast offering. As well, if you're wanting to scope this with your eyes, you can head on over to my Odyssey channel where I host all of my podcasts in their video format. And as you're wanting to go deeper into quantum languaging and learn more about how to use language as an evolutionary tool, which is really what today's podcast is about, I recommend checking out one of my favorite webinars, The Language of Sovereign Authority. It's available now as a digital download. And in this webinar, I really take my time in unpacking how language can be used to accelerate our evolution. And I share some really fun, easy quantum languaging hacks to optimize that process. So click through the link in my show notes to navigate your way to that download and enjoy today's show. Hey guys, it's Danny with Words Are Matter here to talk to you about the awesomeness that is the gerund and the superhero tool that is languaging things in motion, especially for those of us who are traversing an evolutionary path, who are devoted to growth and awakening and enlightenment in this incarnation. We are so, so wise to resist the urge to stick pins in ourselves, to stick stick pins in identity constructs or who we may think we are, or even momentary occurrences, experiences, symptoms, right? Our wisest move when it comes to languaging these things is to always language things in motion, which helps us acknowledge that we are ever-shifting, growing, sovereign beings. It's a way to avoid cages. So I'm going to give you a few examples and I want to just thank my conscious awesome bestie Justin Polgar for sending me this most awesome shirt because he knows what a fan I am of the gerund. So officially a gerund is the noun form of a verb that ends with ing. So I'm going to give you an example. As an Aquarius sun with Aries, Moon, Mars, rising and Chiron, all in the first house, I have historically been prone to reactioning. (laughs) One time I was sending an apology and acknowledgement for reactioning all over my bestie 
And as I was typing, you know, thank you for for being a reflection, allowing me to grow. I am committed to mastering my emotions in this lifetime. And there was something about the word, that noun emotions, that felt stuck. It felt like a cage. It just didn't feel right in my body. And so I changed it to, I am devoted to mastering my emotionalings in this lifetime, right? So that would be the perfect example of, of a gerund. It might not even be the perfect example of a gerund. And it's a perfect example of how languaging things in motion as temporary experiences liberates us. So when I chose to switch it from emotions to emotionalings, they all of a sudden became less fixed in my life, right? They moved more freely. So gerunds are very specific and as much as I love them, so much that I'm wearing them on my tits, this particular video is about languaging things in motion and verbing nouns and not every verbed noun is necessarily a gerund and it's a great jumping off point. So. Another instance where we see this is in the urge to slap people with identity constructs based on a behavior we're witnessing in the moment, right? So this is this is really one of the most dangerous and destructive things that I see us doing as a culture to one another. When we resist the urge to slap people with these labels, to affix these nouns to them, and instead to describe behaviors as behaviors, to let them simply be behaviors, we create a lot more peace and spaciousness and allowing for our fellow human beings. So I'll give you an example. Let's say we catch someone in a lie. There's the urge to call them a liar right? So to put them in a box, to staple a label and a construct on them that isn't really very flattering or very kind. So when we call someone a liar, we're telling them who we are, right? We're saying, this is what you are. This is the box slash cage you belong in. When that happens, the amygdala is triggered. So the amygdala is the lizard brain. And what the amygdala responds to is, oh, I'm not safe, right? And it'll take any sign that it is being cast out, that it is being otherized as an indication that its actual survival is on the line and it will flood the body with cortisol, which is the fight or flight hormone. And cortisol is what arms us for a fight. So when we're flooded with cortisol, the armor goes up, our heart is now shrouded, the other person has been unconsciously labeled an enemy, we're on the defense, and now we're in an argument, right? This is, this is the physiological repercussions of hurling labels at other people. Now, we can easily avoid this by asking someone, why are you lying? Or it makes me really uncomfortable to be lied to, right? So we can acknowledge that someone is lying, right? The verb, they're doing this thing. So it's not they are this thing. When we tell them they are this thing, then the armor is going to come up and we're going to fight. And when, you know, when we tell them they are this thing, that's when the cortisol floods. But when we acknowledge the behavior we see, that's not an attack on the amygdala. We're not putting them in a cage. We're not telling them who we are. We're not crossing a right use of will line. We're acknowledging what is happening, right? Again, always wise to stay in the realm of what is happening in the moment and not project it into the future, not project labels, not project identity constructs, just stay with the reality of what is happening. Not that someone is a liar, 
but that someone is lying in this present moment. Everyone lies, not everyone is a liar. So instead of calling someone a liar, we point out that we're not comfortable with the fact that they are lying, right? They're not this thing, they are doing this ing. So another instance of resisting the urge to label people and instead just leaning into being more exacting with our language and speaking about the behavior we're witnessing in the moment, which very often can be described with an ing verb. Not an ing verb noun, not an ing noun version of a verb, which is what a gerund is, but an ing verb. And again, even though I'm all about the gerund, we're talking about the ing. So another instance where languaging things in motion is super helpful is when it comes to manifesting symptoms of physical, emotional, psychological imbalance, right? Western medicine has an inclination to pathologize symptoms and slap them with labels, with identity constructs, which are themselves encoded with frequencies and stories and tendrils that are really, really damaging to us and which direct the body to start manifesting other symptoms and to progress in the ways that um, these pathologies tell us they're to progress. It is much more liberating to acknowledge symptoms as symptoms and to resist the urge to uh, cling on to them, to make them more permanent, to give them any fixity, right? So it's not that I have diabetes, it's that I am expressing symptoms of diabetes. I am transmuting diabetes-like symptoms. I am working through some diabetes like tendencies. I am clearing diabetes-like symptoms. I am clearing inflammation. I am moving through some pain in my joints, right? These are all ways of describing our current experience and we're doing it with the INGs, right? That's what we are doing. So we're not conflating our identity with I am diabetic, I am arthritic, I am a cancer patient, right? No, it's, we're, we're keeping them separate from our identity. We're acknowledging them as symptoms, right? We're not taking them on as pathologies. And we're talking about what we're doing with these symptoms, working with them, clearing with them, transmuting them, learning from them, relating to, currently navigating, right? All of these verbs create much more spaciousness between ourselves and these these discomforts and these symptoms that are signs of imbalance without needing to conflate them with our identity. And when we language things in motion, it allows them to move, to keep moving and to move through us more quickly. And I guarantee if you talk to someone who says that they have arthritis versus someone who is transmuting some inflammatory symptoms, that the person who acknowledges that they are transmuting them is going to move through them much more quickly. Because every word we say programs the subconscious mind, programs the physical body, programs the emotional body, the psychological body, the energetic body. It's all giving direction and instruction for how our bodies are going to manifest. Another gerund example, I think it's a gerund. <laughs> Gerunds are a little tricky as far as nouning verbs, verbing nouns, and I recently turned 77 and a girlfriend of mine said, well, you know you're a crone now, right? And I said, no, I'm not anything now or ever. 
I'm croning. It's like putting a nail in our own foot. I am this. So if, if we're claiming that we are these things, then it necessarily means we're not all sorts of other things. And, you know, life evolves to transcend and include everything came before it. So I'm everything. And it just feels so reductive to say we're any one thing. The feel how much more freedom there is, is croning, right? It's like this movement. It's this process. It's this process that me as an eternal ever evolving soul is moving through. It's not like this stuckness or this cage that I'm all of a sudden expected to cozy up to just because I turned 77. I have a friend, a super, super high vibe friend who is in a smoking phase, right? I would never describe him as a smoker, right? That's a, a label, a noun. It comes loaded with all of its coding and stories and shame and all of those pieces. No, he is currently navigating a smoking phase, right? So it's not, he's a thing. It's again, languaging it in motion, acknowledging that everything is temporary, acknowledging that we are free and sovereign. And in any moment we can make a different choice. And that is so much easier to do when we're not boxed into these cages of these identity constructs of these hard nouns and these labels. But when we language things as gerunds, as verbs, as INGs as temporary, then we can move through them with ease. Also, I have recently been flooded with requests and inquiries for how people can go deeper and how people can work with me. So I love working with humans in this realm. As you are wanting to go deeper, as you are wanting to move past realms where you're feeling blocked, where you're feeling stuck, as you're wanting to accelerate your evolution, reach out to me for coaching. Thanks for paying attention. Thanks for remembering that everywhere matters, that you are omniscopic amazingness, that gerunds are super cool. <laughs> Have a rockin' day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe. <laughs>